The Defense Department is starting to take a whole new look at child care services for its employees, and this will all take place in June. Single active duty service members and dual spouse military families, they will get the first spots. They might even take a few spots from others that are already filled. And that'll come at the cost of DOD civilians and others. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni joins me with the latest. So a big reprioritization, you might say, in bureaucraties for what they're doing, Scott? The child care issue has gotten so bad at this point that they, they felt that they needed to reprioritize because a lot of people are having issues getting the child care that they need or they're paying way too much money. So a lot of people are having kids in the first place. Right. Yeah. So a happy problem in some sense. Sure. Yeah. And, and But, uh, you know, it's also an issue of just there's not enough child care out there and that the Defense Department uh, can't get people to fill these spots. So what this memo does is it, it really puts families in rankings. So the first priority goes, as you said, to active duty families with working spouses, active duty fa- uh, families who have single parents, uh, dual active duty, reserve and guard who have been called up that are within that same category of spouses who are working. Uh, after that, it goes to civilians within that same category, so, civilians who are single, civilians who have working spouses, basically people who can, can't can you know put their children anywhere else when they're not in school. It sounds like the reality will vary according to location. Really, in, in local conditions. Right, exactly. So, you know, if you're in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, there's going to be a lot more people there than, let's say, you know, wherever in Idaho. Uh, you know, it just it all really depends. But the, the, the last sort of prioritization that they have here is this uh, when space is needed sort of category. And that goes to places, uh, people with stay-at-home spouses, active duty Coast Guard, that's one of the big ones, and then civilians who, you know, have a, a stay-at-home spouse. Those people, within 45 days, if the Defense Department uh, can not find a, a spot for one of those higher priority families, they can get their, uh, their spot taken away and then the, that spot will be filled by one of the, the higher priorities. So a big concern, especially for, for the Coast Guard. Why does the Coast Guard have a more difficult situation than the rest of the armed services? I think it's just that these are active duty Coast Guard members, right? And and they're not getting the same uh, treatment as the, the other active duty within DOD. Now, one of the things to remember about this is that the Coast Guard is under the defense, excuse me, the Coast Guard is under the Department of Homeland Security. True, but, right. But outside of that, they do have a few of their own child care centers but it's not many. So it's likely that these uh, Coast Guard members are going to have to possibly give up some of their spots. In response to this, the uh, Coast Guard is doing an assessment on its child development centers. It's trying to figure out what the need is. It's assessing what the, the, they can give out at this point. And uh, they're just trying to see what the overall, um, you know, the overall satisfaction and need within the force is because it, this is really going to change what uh, what they can can really handle when it comes to child care. Just to clarify then, Coast Guard service members are being treated as if they were civilians in the DOD scheme simply because Coast Guard is not Department of Defense. They are ranked under civilians even. So uh, even though they might be co-located with DOD somewhere. Right. So if you're both at Fort Bragg, um, you know, where there's probably not a lot of Coast Guard people uh, and you're a Coast Guard active duty member who is single, even you're you're still lower than a, a Defense Department civilian. And and I guess the Defense Department's logic now, this hasn't been officially said or anything, is that, you know, the Coast Guard has their own 
child development centers. But uh, as I said, there aren't as many as the Defense Department is not as ubiquitous at all to really only in specific places like Staten Island, where it's, it's just very Coast Guard heavy. We're speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossione. And let me ask you this. You're reporting also that the Defense Department is trying to hire people to do the child care so that they would have more capacity, presuming they have the budget to do that. What is the issue of getting people in to do child care work? The Defense Department's leader in manpower and reserve affairs spoke to, to lawmakers yesterday. He said that there are 9,000 unfilled positions in the Defense Department when it comes to CDCs. That's a lot. Now, the Navy is adding 1,000 jobs this year, and they're also trying to budget for 4,000 next year. But really, as you said, the issue is filling those jobs. The trouble is is that it takes forever to get through these uh, hiring processes. That's because of the security clearance issue, just the uh, regular bureaucracy within the Defense Department, and, and then also, you know, just Really, a lot of these, some of these people are military spouses. They move. There's changing, you know, always changing workforces. So they're trying to work with public-private partnerships in order to uh, to make this happen because they really just can't do it all within the Defense Department at this point. You know, I'm going to make a guess here. If there's 9,000 openings and each person, I don't know what the requirements are or the regulations, but if each person can supervise as many as six children, say, then that means there are 54,000 children that need child care exactly. that don't have people to do it. Right. And, and you know, Congress has tried to alleviate some of these issues. They've brought in, you know, direct hiring, tried to slow down some of the bureaucracy, excuse me, speed up some of the bureaucracy, uh, but it's still just not working at this point. And, you know, DOD is still kind of circulating these kind of things in and trying to make them happen. It's not just like the NDAA is passed and all of a sudden those things are, are working and happening again. So it takes a second before the pipeline really starts to fill up again. This is all going to go into effect in June. That's correct. At that point, you could be having a child in child care, and then the priorities change, and you could get a notice, sorry. Right. And and it could only be temporary as well. So like I said, this this also goes to um, to National Guard and Reserve people who are just on for training. So that might just be a two-week period that you would have to you know go into private child care. But uh, except for that, uh, you, you know, you're really kind of out of luck. Federal News Network, Scott Massioni. Thanks so much. Thank you. Check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.